Welcome parents, family members, teachers, guests, former students, and all visitors. We really appreciate that you are here tonight. We thank you for coming to share in this very special milestone for our grade eight graduating students. And I want to give a particular welcome tonight to their teacher, their homeroom teacher, that is Mrs. Bentley, who has been through some surgery and we're really thankful that she's able to be in the meeting tonight. This is a very special evening. The students behind me have come to a notable milestone in their life. And one of them just asked me, are we all graduating? And the fact that we're all here is a very good indication. Ten years from junior kindergarten are now behind you. Elementary school is finished. And now you move on to a whole new phase in your lives called high school. And so tonight we congratulate and honor our grade eights. They have worked very hard. We have 16 diplomas on the table. Uh, which means that every one of our grade eights has been successful uh, in the first big achievement academically in their lives, their grade eight graduation. We want tonight to open our ceremony in prayer, and I'm very happy that our school administrator, Mr. Jonathan McAnally, um, is a guest at our meeting tonight, and in just a few minutes, he will be joining Mrs. Zablocki, our vice principal of the academy, to give a specially engraved Bible to each one of our graduates. So I've asked Mr. McAnally if he will come and open in prayer. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Welcome this evening. If you're able, I would ask you to stand with me as we call upon the Lord. Our gracious God and loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for this day you have given. We thank you, Father, that your mercies are new each day. And Lord, we thank you for bringing us to this very point in time. Lord, we thank you for this evening and for the reason that we're here to celebrate the grade eight class. Lord, we thank you for your hand of protection upon them throughout this past school year. Lord, we thank you that you have given them the knowledge, the understanding, the wisdom to fulfill the tasks that were laid before them. And Father, tonight as we celebrate them, we pray that, Lord, you would shine down upon them, that, Father, you would indeed be here in our meeting this evening. We pray, Father, from the very outset that, Lord, we would understand and know your presence here with us. And, Lord, we ask that you would bless our time together this evening. Pray for Pastor Bowler as he will bring the word also to the young people with a challenge. Oh, God, we pray that you'd bless your word as it will go forth. And Lord, we would ask for your blessing upon the graduates throughout the summertime. We thank you that many of them will be able to continue on with us here at Whitfield next year. And Lord, for those who will take their leave and will further their education elsewhere, Lord, we pray that you go before them, guide and direct their footsteps, and may they be a light here in a dark world. Oh, God, we pray that you would again be here tonight with us, that may we may rejoice in all your goodness towards us. And we ask all these things in our Savior's precious name. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to ask the graduating class of 2023 to stand 
and come forward to receive your diplomas. And I'm also going to call upon Mrs. Zablocki, the Vice Principal, and Mr. McAnally to join me here. Thank you. Okay, when we call out your name, please come forward. Abisha Ahilakumaran. Simone Binyam. I failed to mention that he has honors as well. So let's give him a clap. Rachel Bulos with honors. Heather Bryant. Joel Ayerico with honors. Matthew Ayerico with honors. Alexander Kebby with honors. Valerie Lamb with honors. Sharon Mathias with honors. Micah Obregon. Christopher Ajabemi with honors. Daniel Phillip with honors. Rion Rainford with honors. Justin Santhosh with honors. Lionel Springer. Joanna Yu with honors. Let's give our graduating class another clap. At this stage, I'm going to call upon Mrs. Zablocki to come forward to bestow some special awards to some of the students who have reached for the top and gone above and beyond what was expected of them in dedication and excellence. Mrs. Zablocki. Thank you very much and good evening to everyone. Welcome tonight. It has been a real privilege to watch the, this group of young people grow up and it is a privilege to stand here today and to be able to honor them as they graduate and we could not be more proud of their success. This group of students, above any others at Whitfield, has been known for their compassion. They are a group of very caring young people 
They care for each other, and remarkably, they care about their teachers, too. There has been many a day over the years that a student from this class would come up to me and sincerely ask, how are you doing? Or, can I help you with that? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Above academic success here at Whitfield, we long to see spiritual growth in our students. And as we were reminiscing yesterday about their years at Whitfield so far, I was very encouraged that some of the students were able to share how God has become more real to them this year. What a joy that was. God has blessed each of these students with special gifts and talents. And some of these talents can be measured by a test, perhaps, and those students may earn awards today. We recognize, however, that some gifts are not academic in nature, but are still very important. It is our prayer that the students will use whatever gifts the Lord has given them to serve him. And now the awards. Our first award of the evening is the Academic Achievement Award. This award is given to the student with the highest overall average in all of his or her subjects. The recipient of this award has gone above and beyond in every subject. Their excellence and dedication is to be commended. With an overall average of 88.9, we present this award to Sharon Mathias. award is the Sportsmanship Award. The Sportsmanship Award is given to the student or students who have shown strong athletic ability, but even above and beyond that has developed good character. This student shows respect to their coaches and to teammates. They have a positive attitude and show grace whether they are winning or losing and is an encourager. Tonight we have two recipients of the Sportsmanship Award. Representing the girls, congratulations to Abisha Ahila Kumaran. And representing the boys, congratulations to Simone Binyam. some of our subject awards. Mathematics, first of all. The next award is for excellence in mathematics. The student has excelled in all strands of math and achieved outstanding results. And this year, it was a very tight race. Before I can announce the winner of this award, I have to give a special tribute to two students that came very close to winning. With an average of an incredible 95%, a tie for 95%, congratulations to Valerie Lamb and Daniel Phillip. Well done. <laughs> However, edging these students out 
narrowly with an average of 96%. Congratulations to Rian Rainford. English. The next award is for excellence in English. This student excelled in all strands of the language arts program and achieved outstanding results as well. Congratulations to Sharon Mathias. award is for excellence in computer. This award is given to the student who has worked diligently in computer class all year long. Congratulations to Valerie Lamb. award is a little bit of a surprise. <clears throat> it's going to come as a surprise to our computer teacher because I have chosen to recognize the student tonight. I would like to recognize his diligence in the second term and congratulate him for raising his average from 79% in the first term to 98 in the second term. Please join me in congratulating Lionel Springer. <laughs> The next award is for excellence in fine art. The student who has earned this award not only has a natural talent for art, but also took her work seriously and did her best on every art assignment. Congratulations to Joanna Yu. award is for excellence in music. It is presented to a student who always pursues excellence in vocal and instrumental music, including theory class. Mrs. Olson and Mrs. Bentley would like to recognize two students tonight. The first is Valerie Lamb. Second is Daniel Phillips. <laughs> I 
I've just asked Daniel to stay because the next award is for excellence in French. And Daniel has earned this award for excelling in all strands of the French program and achieving the highest average in his class. Congratulations. He also did an excellent job in memorizing some Bible verses in French, I understand. And that is not easy to do. The next award is also for French. This is for special recognition in French. It is awarded to the student who, with the Lord's help, has worked very hard in French this year. This student knows the truth of Philippians 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Congratulations to Justin Sanfish. award is the Exceptional Improvement Award. Many students tend to show academic improvement over the course of the year, but the student that we would like to recognize tonight has shown an exceptional improvement in behavior, attitude, respect, and overall effort in every single class. This student has been unanimously selected by all of his teachers to receive this award. Congratulations to Micah Obregon. Our final award is a very special award. It is called the Howard Saunders Award. It is a monetary award donated by the Saunders family in honor of Mr. Howard Saunders, who is Dr. Saunders' father. Mr. Howard Saunders was a founding member of the Toronto Free Presbyterian Church and one of the members of the original school board when our school started way back. The Howard Saunders Award is given to the student who demonstrates industry, initiative, and exemplary citizenship. Several students in this class fit this description, but the recipient of this award has risen above his or her peers. This student has shown great enthusiasm and initiative in all classes and has worked extremely hard academically. He or she has shown leadership and has been a constant encouragement to others around them. This student has raised the bar for his peers. He has been commended, recommended by all of his teachers. Congratulations to Simone Binyam. We've now come to a very special time in our program this evening, and that is the time for our grade 8 valedictorian to come. So to speak for your class is a real honor, and it is our delight to have Christopher representing the grade 8 class today. So we're going to invite Christopher to come to the podium and to bring his valedictory speech for us. Thank you.
Good evening, everyone. It is a privilege and an honor to be the valedictorian this year. My name is Christopher Odubemi. Today, I'd like to share some of my past experiences with my classmates and talk about my teachers. My personal experience, I, I want to share when I chipped my ankle in grade four. This was a period that threw many challenges me, at me. The, one of these challenges was when the power to walk and also to get around with my classmates. But to the glory of God, my ankle healed quickly and I made it through, I made it through and completed the school year successfully. The second experience which we all faced was COVID-19. This was a difficult time because of all the changes from a school area to a area to a home background. Some of these were like like camera glitches and microphones, but this was but I completed this year as well. A fun experience was when the, my class in the grade sevens went to tree chop trekking. This was a mental and physical exercise for all of us. Finally, two memorable, two memorable experiences were when we went to Ottawa for our graduation trip and the visit to Snow Valley. This was a test for our group to act responsibly with, with initiative and with integrity and to conduct ourselves with Christ-like manner. Furthermore, as a class, we love to debate. We debated on food preferences, music types, and all sorts of things. This was usually done in lunchtime, and we really enjoyed it. Uh, the grade 7-8 basketball team, which I was in, beat every team by 20, 10 to 20 points. This is how we got first place in the ACSI tournament. A famous verse that our class loves to say is Philippians 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. This verse is very powerful to our class because due to all the changes in the year, we are allowed to do so many fun activities during this year. I especially want to commend Mrs. Brashaski, Mrs. Springer, and Mrs. Fernandez for always challenging me to think outside the box. Also, I want to express my appreciation to Mrs. Mike, Mr. Michaelate, Mrs. Bowler, and Mrs. Elliott for their constructive feedback they gave to me, which helped me improve in the subjects I did this year. I'm grateful for Mrs. Olson for always being compassionate and affectionate when I made my mistakes. I want to especially thank Mrs. Bentley for always taught, for my grade A teacher who taught us really well and ensured that we were all on the same page. Mrs. Bentley helped me to grow academically, spiritually, and in good character. Mrs. Lansing and Mrs. Bentley encouraged me spiritually this and talked more about the Holy Spirit, which helps me now to learn to to, to pay attention to him today. In conclusion, Whitfield Christian Academy is a great school, thanks to the teachers, my classmates, and the staffs in this school. I thank my parents for taking their time and money to send me to Whitfield. I'd like to say, some, I'd like to say goodbye to some classmates, Sharon and Rian, one who came for nine years and one who came for 10. I thank you for being my friends, and I hope God will lead you through, the, through high school and into your careers. For those who are saying, I look forward to seeing you next year. Thank you. I want to thank Christopher for his valedictory speech and some very awesome verses there. And I trust that the Lord will impress those verses upon all of their hearts as they go forward into high school. We are delighted tonight to be able to have some special music, 
and um, it, was a, it was a trio, and I do believe the trio is maybe now a quintet, is that right? Okay, which is wonderful. And that's why we had to put special mu music in the program, because we weren't sure what size it was going to be. But um, I would like to introduce the girls who are, we have three alumni that uh, are graduates of Whitfield. We have Stacy Joseph, Rebecca Weeb, and Elizabeth Olson. And if I could just shout out also, these girls are tremendously helpful to us. Every year um, during the summer, they help us to reset the school again. And this year, they've come in in the month of June and helped us to do so many things. They've literally been run off their feet, and we greatly appreciate um, all their diligence and their help. And so then also, it looks like we've got Sarah and Haley singing as well. And Sarah, oh, is Haley not singing? <laughs> okay, so it's, so it's a quartet then. Okay, not a quintet. All right, so Sarah, uh, Sarah Olson is graduating tomorrow, actually. So, so this is a little bit of a, a forerunner of that. So girls, we're delighted that you are singing, and please come now. Thank you.
Thank you, girls. That was beautiful. And I think what really touches my heart is that some of our graduates are able to sing How Great Thou Art. And that's what our prayer is for every single one of our students that has ever come through the doors of Whitfield, that they will sing that in their hearts, How Great You Are, Lord. Something that was not in the program deliberately uh, because it is a little bit of a surprise, but we want to make some special recognition tonight to some of our staff members. We have 41 staff members at Whitfield, all working together as a team. And each one is uh, that valuable team member. And we are delighted that when they come to Whitfield, mostly they stay for a long time. And tonight I want to recognize two gentlemen who have been um, at Whitfield for 10 years. The first has been a teacher fulfilling many roles and teaching many grades, and I'm probably going to embarrass him when I ask Mr. Michaelate if you would please join me up here so that we can just let everyone know what you have been doing at Whitfield. I have a few more things to say. <laughs> Mr. Michaelate has taught and continues to teach physical education, grade six science, and computer studies to students, particularly in middle school, but also in our high school. Mr. Michaelate has also been a homeroom teacher. He has taught language and creative writing and many other things. Mr. Michaelate is very versatile and so willing to go where there is a need. He holds a Bachelor of Arts from York University and a Bachelor of Education from Western University and is a member of the Ontario College of Teachers. But much more than that, Mr. Michaelate has a heart for the Lord, his word, his ways, and his honor. It has been a delight and privilege to work alongside Mr. Michaelate. He expends much energy behind the scenes to make the athletic program for the middle school grades particularly very special and providing opportunities for our students to compete. And even today, he did a big sacrifice that none of them will know about driving the whole way to Mississauga and back just to get some uh, special awards for them that had not been included, that should have been included, but the other school that was giving the awards didn't include them, and so he went the whole way out there and back because he did not want to disappoint any student. And so he went far beyond the call of Judy to pick up those track and field awards. It gives me great pleasure to present this plaque of recognition, it says Whitfield Christian Schools presented to Murray Michaelate in commemoration of 10 years of outstanding service, 2023, Hebrews 6, verse 10, that God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. Thank you, brother. The second 10-year milestone plaque does not go to a teacher, but a very valuable team member, a vital team member at Whitfield. I have known this team member since he was in grade seven. 
He's in his 40s today, so that ages me quite a bit when I was one of his teachers. And I want to call up to the podium, uh, he may need some help, Mrs. Zablocki, um, Mr. Reuben Horner to join me. So, Reuben, what can I say? Your humble, God-honoring, diligent service at Whitfield is so appreciated by all who know you and love you. Nothing is an imposition. No task is too menial or inconvenient. Reuben often works through the night. I get emails at 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, that I've finished my chores and now I'm going to take a rest. Reuben washes floors, empties garbage, keeps vigil in the school at all hours. There is nothing that Reuben will not do for us. Reuben, I could write a book of all that you have done in all of these years. But I appreciate most especially your heart for the Lord and your kindness to all of us. You are an encourager all of the time. And personally, as the principal of the school, you have come into my office, you have prayed with me when you have known that I have needed that prayer. Not all of the guests gathered here tonight will know, and I know Reuben will not mind me saying, Reuben is legally blind, but many with sight he puts to shame because of his incredible work ethic. Reuben, you truly deserve this award for 10 years of excellence A thank you from all of us, and I hope it is just the beginning of many more years at Whitfield. time I'm going to introduce the hymn that is on the back of your hymn uh, of your program and it is be an example and how appropriate following uh, the recognition to Reuben but also it is really um, for our grade eights uh, particularly tonight and which is something that we want to leave with them after we sing our hymn, it gives me great pleasure to welcome to, the, uh, to our special speaker, our guest speaker tonight, and that is Pastor David Bowler. He is pastor of Carriage Country Baptist Church, and we enjoy Mr. Bowler's ministry very much at Whitfield. He speaks to our grade four to eight classes once a month. And so we are greatly delighted that he is here tonight to speak. So after we sing this hymn together, I'm going to ask Mr. Bowler to come and to speak to our students. Thank you.
What a great hymn to be, uh, uh, to be able to sing just before your graduation. And I know there are many parents here, grandparents and friends, and of course the faculty is here. But uh, you, can, uh, you can listen as I speak to the graduates tonight if, uh, if you want. Graduation is a time when we can look backward and uh, see that uh, all that you've accomplished. And it's a time when you can look forward to the goals that uh, you want to set for you. It's a time to celebrate your accomplishments and reflect on your journey so far and to look forward to the next step in your future. Can you think, think back a little bit? Do you remember the first time you got in the car to come to kindergarten? You were so young. You were so, uh, so uh, enthusiastic about being able to come to school. Uh, you were so full of curiosity. You made friends. You explored. You learned to read and write, albeit maybe not neatly, but you learned that. You learned to add and subtract you had some great teachers, some teachers that filled your pencil case with great affirmations. You struggled. As years went on, you learned to use the computer. You learned to ask for help. The world opened up in books for you to read, websites for you to explore, science experiments for you to attempt. And it embraced a whole new growth mindset for you. Now you've grown in stature and hopefully in character. I had the privilege this year of being able to speak uh, once a month and explain some of those biblical characteristics that you will need not only today, but in your future, if you're going to be successful in life. For some of you, I can imagine grade eight was difficult, but you made it through. You can be proud of everything that you've overcome. You can move on to high school and then even beyond. But as you do that, you need to remember the lessons that you've learned thus far. Be kind to one another. Work hard. Never give up on your dreams. You know, it was a long time ago, but I can remember when I was in grade eight. They were the best two years of my school life. I want to ask you today, how many of you like boating? Anybody like to go in the boat? They like boating? One? Just one person likes boating? Another one? Don't be shy. Another one? Good. Good. I like boating, but tonight we're going to think about sailing a little bit. In many ways, God's direction is like sailing on a ship. What do you do? First of all, you get in the boat. And then you use the motor to get away from the dock. And once you get out a little ways, 
then you hoist the sails. You go sailing along. And you will find that the boat goes fastest not with the wind, but at an angle to the wind. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 are classic verses promising the Christian that God guides. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. I want to think about those four phrases. The first phrase is, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Can you say that with me? Let's say it together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. The next phrase is, lean not unto your own understanding. But let's think about that first one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And when we think about that, I want you to think about a character in the Bible by the name of Noah. The Bible says, by faith, Noah, being warned of God, think of it, of things not seen as yet. Noah didn't build the ark because of things that he saw. And you and I, you and I must also exercise faith each day because of things that we do not see. This faith is not based upon something that we see. Noah built that ark for 120 years. How long have you been in school? You've got a ways to go. In the Old Testament, we have this example of a man and a family of faith. God told Noah to build a huge boat large enough to hold a zoo of animals. Noah had to have faith to do that. He built this huge boat, nowhere near water. Why did he do that? Because Noah was preparing for a flood, things not seen as yet. Noah and his family, think about it, Noah and his family were, were laughed at by the community. But Noah continued. Noah trusted God, how? By faith. And God brought the animals to the ark. And when the time came, 120 years later, God shut the door. Noah was in the will of God because when God called him to do a task, Noah was faithful in completing that task. Noah is a perfect example of the definition of faith given in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let me ask you a question, graduates. Do you think that God was surprised when you were born? <laughs> when you were born, did God look down and and say, who is that? <laughs> no, not at all. God, God knew you. The Bible says that you, he knew you before you were born. God knew you. He knows who you are, and he knows why he put you here. You're not an accident. 
God has a plan for your life. But if you refuse to set the sail in your life, you will just drift nowhere in life. Without God in your life, your life has no ultimate purpose. You can only know God's plan by accepting him as your guide, your master, and the captain of your life. God provides the ship of salvation by his grace. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. What's the next, next phrase? The next phrase is lean not unto your own understanding or lean not on your own understanding. Can we say that together? Ready? Lean not on your own understanding. When I think about that phrase, I want you to think about Gideon. The people living in Israel's, were, in Gideon's day were having a really hard time because some evil people had taken over the country. God wanted to use Gideon to save the country. He wanted him to lead an army to save the people. But Gideon wasn't sure about that. He didn't, he didn't care particularly about that plan. You see, Gideon was just a normal guy. He was just an average guy. There was nothing special about Gideon. He didn't know how to lead an army. He wasn't a warrior. In fact, he was one of the smallest and the weakest people in his family. Not only was Gideon just a little guy, but he wasn't very brave either. When God told Gideon he wanted him to lead an army, you know what he thought? He thought, this is a joke. He wants me to lead an army? He thought God was making a mistake by choosing him because he was so small, because he was so weak. He didn't think that he could do what God wanted him to do. God knew that Gideon wouldn't want to lead an army. And so he sent an angel to give him a message. We find that message in Judges chapter 6 and verse 12. The angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said, now listen to it, this is what he said. The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Can you imagine that? You mighty man of valor? God wanted Gideon to know that he wouldn't be doing this all on his own. God would be right with him every step of the way. Gideon didn't have to be afraid. God would work through Gideon and he would help him to fight Israel. But Gideon isn't the only person that God helps to feel brave. Let me ask you, let me ask you graduate something. Have you ever felt like Gideon felt? Maybe you were afraid of talking in front of your class, huh? Maybe. Maybe you didn't think that you were good enough to make the basketball team. Young people, no matter what the challenge, you need to know that God is always there to cheer you on. No matter what the challenge. You don't have to be afraid of messing up because God loves you. He loves you. He'll, he'll love you no matter what. He wants to use you for the big things just like he used Gideon. 
So you can't let fear stop you from doing what God wants you to do. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Secondly, lean not on your own understanding. And when I'm thinking about that, I also want to think about Peter. Peter was a successful what? Fisherman, right? A successful fisherman. He knew how to catch fish. But one night, he and the other disciples were out all night. They were fishing, and they caught nothing. Nothing. You know, have you ever been fishing? Any of you? Graduates? Ever gone fishing? No? Yeah, one, two. It's, It's fun to catch fish. It's fun to go fishing when you catch fish. But it's really frustrating when you don't catch anything. Now, these men, they knew how to fish. That's what they did for a living. But that night of failure, listen, that night of failure was in the purpose and plan of God. One day on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, the fishermen were, they left their boats and they were on the shore. They were washing their nets. And the Lord climbed into Simon Peter's boat and asked him to push it out a little bit from the land so that he could talk to the people. Jesus was speaking to a crowd from this boat. And Simon Peter was just sitting there listening. When he finished, he told Simon, he said, launch out into the deep and let down your net. Peter said, we've toiled all night. We've fished all night. We've caught nothing. Nevertheless, lean on your own understanding. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. You know, that indicates to me that Peter kind of argued, he put up an argument. He's an expert fisherman. He thought he knew everything about fishing on the Sea of Galilee, and he did. But Peter makes it clear to the Lord that they'd fished all night without catching anything. I say to Peter, and I say to you, graduates, Lean not on your own understanding. While we're thinking about Peter, let's think about the next phrase in our verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not onto your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Can you say that with me? In all thy ways acknowledge him. I want to ask you a question. Are you a floater or a sinker? Oh, don't, don't, don't worry about that because I'm not going to throw you in a tub of water to find out. I think we can get the answer from the Bible. Remember the story how when Jesus fed a multitude of people, 5,000 people with five loaves and two small fish. He had just finished feeding the 5,000. And then Jesus told his disciples to get in their boat and go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee while he would go up into the mountain to be alone and pray. While the disciples were out on the lake, going to the other side in their boat, a great wind came up and water began to get rough. The disciples became afraid that their, their boat would sink and that they would drown. And then they looked out, and you know what they saw? 
they saw the Lord Jesus coming toward them, walking on the water. I've never walked on water. I've skated on frozen water, but I've never walked on liquid water. But they saw Jesus walking on the water. And Peter looked and he got excited and he said, Lord, if it's really you, let me come to you. And Jesus said, Peter, come. While Peter climbed over the side of that boat and he started walking in the water to Jesus. And then he began to look around. He saw the the, the strong wind and and the roaring waves. And he became afraid and he started to sink. And he cried out, Lord, help me. And Jesus reached out his hand and pulled him ashore back into the boat. And he said to Peter, O ye of little faith, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? You see, as long as Peter kept his eyes upon the Lord Jesus Christ, he was walking on the water. But when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. Now, graduates, I want you to think about this. As we go through life, there are going to be some storms. Someone mentioned one about that we had that we, a couple of years ago. It was a difficult time for us. You're going to have storms. We'll encounter some pretty rough water. But as long as we keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ and put our trust in him, we'll be okay. But when we take our eyes off of the Lord Jesus Christ and put our confidence in our own ability, then we're surely going to sink. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Noah, Gideon, Peter. We have one more phrase. The Bible says, and he shall direct thy paths. Would you say that with me? And he shall direct thy paths. And thinking about that, I want you to think about Abraham. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 8, By faith, Abraham, think about it now, when he was called to go out into a place which he should afterward receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, listen to it, not knowing whither he went. Faith is placing your soul and confidence in the character of God Almighty. It's not stretching your mind. It's placing your soul's confidence in the person of God, in the character of God. He never changes. When you do something for the first time, it can be a little scary. Can you think back again to your first day at school? I mean, your very first day at school. Your mother probably went in with you, helped you find your classroom, introduced you to your teacher. Do you remember the first time that you got on a bicycle? Somebody probably walked alongside with you for a little while until you were riding on your own. 
How about when you first got into the swimming pool? You wanted to go swimming. You just didn't jump in as an infant. No, no, you had somebody there with you to help you, right? To help you and guide you. You know, it really helps if we have someone alongside us that we can trust when we're about to do something that we've never done before. You know, I brought a blindfold with me. What if I were to ask one of you graduates to put this blindfold on, and I maybe turn you around a few times, and then point you in the right direction, and ask you to go to the back pew and pick me up a hymn book and bring it all the way back with this blindfold on? That might be a little frightening, right? Would you be afraid? Would you say... Would you be thinking, I, I, I'm afraid I might bump into something? Or maybe, maybe you'd be afraid that your classmates would laugh at you if you started going the wrong direction. But what if I said, you know, I'll go with you. I'll take your hand, and I'll take you to the back. And we'll grab a hymn book together, and then you can bring it back. That wouldn't be so scary. You would trust me to do that, wouldn't you? Well, God told Abraham to leave everything behind and move to a new country. He didn't even tell him where this country was. He just said, you go to a land that I will show you. They didn't know where they were going. They didn't know what they would find when they got there. It's like they were wearing a blindfold. But they trusted God, just like you trust your parents. God led Abraham to a new home. He was with them, Abraham's family, the whole way. He led them that way. So you're starting something new. You're going to be going into high school next year. You might be a little afraid. Well, Abraham, he left everything behind to go on this journey to the place that God would show him. It took many years for him to reach that land. But God led them. So I say to you again, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will what? He will direct your path. Well, as you prepare for high, for high school, you're going to, prepare, you're going to uh, face some challenges. It will be an exciting time, and you'll have to continue to make right choices. I want to encourage you to follow the example of Noah and Gideon and Peter and Abraham. You can get on God's ship of life. You can set your sails and you can ask Jesus to help you steer the ship and be confident the Lord will guide you. As you walked out of your classroom, your grade 8 classroom, on the last day, I want to encourage you. As you look toward high school, I want you to look to Jesus. I want you to trust the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart, just like Noah. 
Not lean on your own understanding, just like Gideon. In all your ways, acknowledge him, just like Peter. And you can have the confidence, just like Abraham, that God will direct your paths. Let's pray together. Our dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for what we have witnessed tonight. Thank you for the accomplishments that these students have have made, the efforts that they have put forth to reach this point in their lives. We know and we are sure that whatever you start in an individual's life, you will complete it. We're confident that what you have begun, you will finish it in their lives. I pray for these students that you would help them to follow the advice of the wisest man that ever lived apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, Solomon, when he said, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Lord, I pray that you would bless them as they go into a a summer uh, of uh, some fun, maybe some, some work, that they have lined up. Pray that you would use them, help them to keep their eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ in whatever direction you lead them. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.